and we're back it's playback with two wise johns i am not shannon i'm morgan and that's not morgan that's um shannon hey girl hey hi hey guys sorry it's been a thousand years um but you know we're back we're here and we're on to regularly scheduled programming we're just trying to give you musical hot takes and a lot of oh, we say this every time but it feels like music just comes out people just bleed music from their souls every week huh oh how poetic that's so beautiful but mm-hmm. yeah they do um also it helps that we do this like once every two years or something like that you know i mean it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> and that's that on that <laughs> Um, but yeah, any any new things we talk about? Any 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 hot? Well, we usually we usually start with like a music video, and this week or in the interim since we've last talked to you guys, I it wasn't a music video that caught my attention, but a music documentary. I actually had some time, so I watched Lady Gaga's documentary um, Five Two on Netflix. Such which is i know she's she's the little one like me mm-hmm. um so you totally relate um and it's about her making of the making of the album joanne and the production process with the head producer mark ronson um and also the you know she's preparing for the super bowl performance and you know, it it just was Wait, actually... she's performing. Hmm? I thought Justin was performing. They're both performing. No, she performed at the Super Bowl last year. Oh, sorry. Duh. Yeah, it's so the album is like, yeah. So the documentary kind of like uh, follows that process. Um, and it talks like, you know, I also a little bit about, you know, what it's like to be, you know, Lady Gaga. And she, I, like, she briefly talks about like her dating history and how, you know, I guess... I don't know if it's success that like makes it hard for like a man to kind of stay in the equation, but probably, you know, I think there she might be dealing with some men who might be a little insecure about I don't know, their place in her life or her success or whatever. So that, you know, kind of plays a role in it. Um and it was super cute to see. I didn't realize that Joanne, um, the album was named after her aunt who died at like nineteen from Oh my gosh, what disease is it? I think it turns out it was lupus. Um, mm. And it just had, like, you know, she was having complications with it and progressed so fast and nobody knew what was going on. And so she passed away. And so um, the album is kind of a tribute to her. The song Joanne is, you know, dedicated to her aunt, um, who also was an artist. So I think Gaga really connects with her on that. Um, and I actually then listened to the album Joanne and I kind of like it. I I mean, it's definitely a different Lady Gaga on it because it's a bit more stripped down, um, a bit more country. But you do have like some upbeat dance songs like Ayo and, you know, John Wayne. I loved uh, Hey Girl, which um, is the only feature, has the only feature on the album and... Um, my queen, uh, Florence Welch is on the song and it's just an awesome, you know, love letter to your girlfriends (laughs) because it's like, girl, you know, 
I'm here when you need somebody to walk with you on, you know, drunken nights and hold your shoes and hold your hair back. And this is um, Gaga's G Pharrell. I would imagine. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, check it out and well, I was gonna, moving so, on. Well, oh. hold that thought. I didn't watch that documentary yet, but mm-hmm. I saw a lot of uh, reviews or people's just opinions about it. And I guess some people felt that the documentary, are, the documentary. Okay. And I guess some people felt that the, and these are fans, I guess, little monsters, yeah. which I used to be a huge little monster. Um, they felt that she wasn't fully admit, admitting that her star has dimmed a bit. I mean, I'm not sure at what point in a documentary she would say, and I'm not the superstar I once was. Yeah, like, I don't know where that would come from, where that would happen. <laughs> like, and by the way, like, I'm not as famous <laughs> as I once used to be, and I'm, that, I want to make that really clear in this documentary. Yeah. You guys are annoying on Twitter. But I'm like, where would she state that? But I don't know, because I'm trying to... That she thought that she was... I don't... I mean, I didn't get a sense from what I saw. I mean... No, I she think was in living denial or something. That's no, I mean, like. I don't know at what point that would have come up. I don't know if maybe they thought like, you know, because she. Yeah, I don't know how that would have happened, because, you know, in the midst of it, she's like in the midst of working on this album, she's also filming American Horror Story and then, you know, putting together this huge uh, Super Bowl show. So. You know, I don't, I'm not sure that I would, <laughs> I would be in a documentary when I'm doing all of those things being like, yeah, I mean, maybe my stars dimmed a little bit. Like that seems weird to me. Like, I don't know where that would have come in. Um, maybe and I, I think if, it's, a, I think it's fans too, not just, um, you know, they want everyone to be Beyonce. Everyone can't be Michael Jackson or Beyonce where they yeah. stay super relevant 24 seven for 40 years. Um, and I think it's fans not understanding her growth. I'm like, you know, yeah, maybe she's not. Yeah, I don't know the where that would have. Like, of 2007, but she's on, again, like you said, American Horror Story. She has yeah. Like other projects in the work. She's still very, very productive. And yeah, and in that, she also, like, I forgot what movie it is, but she's, you know, getting balloons for booking this this film that this, you know, so she's, like, you know, going to be doing that after. So. Yeah, I don't really know where that would have come into play. I mean, I think you definitely see somebody who is a bit more sure in her choices and what she wants to do as a as a musician, as a woman, um, as a performer. And, you know, I think and I think maybe that kind of that trajectory, I don't know, maybe they wanted her to kind of relate that to like her stardom kind of changing I think you know she did talk a little bit about like you know all the things she did before and you know with her image and everything was just for like shock and um you know she loved all that stuff too but like she was so insecure in Stephanie that like she put everything into this Lady Gaga persona and so now she's trying to like she's kind of melding Stephanie with Gaga yeah, that makes sense, and that's yeah. evident. You can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, I'm proud of Lady Gaga, or Stephanie Germanata, whatever you want to call her today. And um, I'm also proud of our girl Cardi B for surpassing Taylor Swift for number one with Yay! Bodak Yellow. 
she was at number one two weeks in a row officially what an exciting what, what a time to be alive you know what a time what, like, what a, a time, time to see this little little, you know, little girl little, from the bronx <laughs> you know working woman from the bronx just right working her way up you know we oh. gotta like redo the show nine to five <laughs> She she did she did the damn okay. thing. She did. And know what's uh, funny? I'm still a little bit annoyed that Bodak Yellow blew up when I swear to God, Lick is a better flow. But that's neither here nor there. I'm gonna yeah, it's let, fantastic. But I'm gonna know, let Bodak Yellow like win because I guess the message in Bodak Yellow like resonates more than Lick. Um, I guess. Um, and I I saw so the BT Hip Hop Awards uh, were filmed last night. Um, and they're going to air on BT on October 10th. And, you know, so I saw lots of pictures and videos of Cardi at the event. And she just looked so scrumptious, so good. Mm-hmm. So delicious. And she won four awards. So shout out to her for winning Single of the Year, Hustle of the Year, Best New Hip Hop Artist, and Revelation of the Year, which I think would probably be my favorite award of all time i mean you know obviously like surprise next like, to a grammy know, underdog who i don't know maybe I guess. I guess so i'm not gonna lie though this is just me coming to you as a fan of the great azalea banks um there are just so many have a seat at this table girl let's go <laughs> i'm gonna like let's let's take let's let's gather i have the time so I'm gonna I'm gonna speak for Azalea since she can't speak for herself because she gets banned from Twitter every three days. But what I'm going to say is this: we're both fans of Azalea. We think Azalea has an amazing flow. Like her, even okay, the great Eve from my city, Philly, even said that Azalea's wordplay is bar none, right? And I just it, feel like I mean, it's huh, hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and, and I understand. I, it it kind of pains me a little bit to see, and I love Cardi. I, I love her story, but Azalea is just a better wordsmith, a better lyricist, the better artist, in my opinion. And I mm-hmm. wish she wasn't legitimately crazy. I really wish she wasn't, because if she weren't a lunatic on Twitter and Instagram and in interviews and knew how to manage her thoughts. Maybe we have mm-hmm. to become like Azalea whispers, like we're Kanye whispers to help her yeah. stop hurting herself because she should I be know. It's, it's so, so much painful to me where she is <laughs> because I like, you know, and it's, it goes to show you that like, you know, these, these platitudes are, you know, affirmations that people tell you where it's like not just talent that can get you somewhere are true because it's true she (laughs) is like you know one of the most talented like like you said like wordsmith she can get on any beat and the flow like she she knows how to ride and singing voice is great the singing voice it's, it's like the visuals like it's perfect but she as a person (laughs) <laughs> you know you know so is raving mad she can't yes, help herself sometimes. she can't and, and that's the problem and i think in you know in the way she snaps back at people like it's and because cardi does it too but i think cardi just generally cardi has a more bubbly persona a bubbly persona but cardi knows how to do it 
Cardi is generally more likable. So when she does snap back, it's you can forgive her for it. You can forgive it. Azalea is always a bit. No, not a bit. Azalea is 24-7 acerbic. So it's yeah. no one. She doesn't endear. I mean, besides her true fans like us, mm-hmm. even we have a hard time because she's not endearing. Right. So there, you if you're not, if you but. haven't endeared yourself to anybody, then you literally have no room for failure because people, you know, there's nothing to fall back on. Because she burns bridges. I knew it was a problem when she burned a bridge with disclosure. Those two little boys from London don't do shit to anybody. And she rammed them out on Twitter. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's just, you know, I... And, you know, I so we brought her up because she, you know, after Cardi reached number one, Azalea took to her her pseudonym Twitter account, which I think is like Cheapy or what is it? I like, don't even like remember. That. She has a Twitter account. I'll let you, well, I'll tweet to, the, to you guys. But she has an alternative Twitter account because she got expelled from Twitter for saying something racist or something, probably. Um, but on this yeah, alternative she did Twitter to, account. Um, to what's Zane. What's his name? Zane. Or, yeah. Um, on the out Twitter account, she went off about, or, you know, went in about how she tried to link it to, I think this is the part where it's denial. She attempted to link Cardi's success to the media and society downplaying darker skinned women and everyone, even her fans, like that's what cracked me up. The fans are just like, girl, we love you, but that is not it. Like, you know good and well it's your personality right like like because yeah because when you because cardi is lighter than no because you like i think one of some twitter guy uh was it mike michael some guy uh who's like a famous twitterer oh michael arno arno yeah he went pretty much did a thread about how azalea was essentially set up for success like, of course, you know, yeah, she was like a fashion world a fashion darling, darling, and a, still would have been everything because she has the look, so she can literally she can wear anything. Her music was like fun, like you can perfect fashion show. Every music. she makes runway music, <laughs> like that's <laughs> what she makes. <laughs> she makes music for the clubs and music for the runway. And she like ruined it. when you're personally getting invited to like events that Karl Lagerfeld is throwing like you're kind of on your way to being it and you know she was it just she, she got in her own way she got in her own way so I saw I Zelia if you're listening I doubt it but if you are we love you girl we think you're super talented please when you feel the need to clap back girl just run it through me first and I'm gonna say write it in a journal and then burn it take a nap and go about your day. That's all I can say. I know. But be blessed. And again, guys, yes, you can keep sending me things she says, but I will always tell you that she just makes good music. Yeah, so I know and we have friends. I will always be here for it. And so don't I'm not going to condone anything she says. I don't care. <laughs> To be honest, he thinks she's a horrible personality who needs Jesus. Maybe not Jesus, but you know, chamomile tea. Maybe like you know, some therapy. Some therapy, definitely. We don't condone um, her outrageous topics, um, but her music is good. God damn it! So that's that. There it is. That's all we yep. have to say. Um, and um, last in these little musical topics of the week, um, the weekend 
has his own Marvel comic book coming out. Speaking of stars rising, my God, who knew this kid was going to be like, like that was so, I thought that was such pretty a awesome. megastar. Yeah. I, that's amazing. And it's called Starboy, and it looks like from the cover of the comic book, which he tweeted, maybe his power is having a strong arm. Like his, his arm is like starry and magical looking. Um, but it looks like The Weeknd, The Weeknd was cute. <laughs> it does, which kudos <laughs> which to is, him for that. Because yes, I mean, if you have someone make, doing a comic, yes, hello. you better be better looking than me. <laughs> like when I make my comic book, when it debuts, I'm going to be about a size say a size four um amazing hair and you know just striking eyes so essentially and mine will have (laughs) a crazy waist to hip ratio and bigger boobs than i would ever want in real life right and my butt is going to sit perfectly so shout out to abel for making sure they drew him the right way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because he deserves <laughs> he deserves but yeah that's pretty awesome i think that's pretty cool um like it's so marvel amazing. like who marvel, has marvel is doing well out here yeah um so i thought that was cool um, yeah any albums you liked uh yes yeah, so i feel like um there were a few that randomly you know came out i feel like at the last hour um meaning friday uh, so, you know, we've had Ibi, we, Sabrina Claudio dropped an album, uh, Kalayla had an album, uh, who else? There so many people that we'll get so to in many. the coming weeks. Like, I think, I didn't, we're not going to discuss today, but I think Tank, from R&B perspective, Tank, uh, Oh, Vivian, Tamar. Tamar, Tank, and Vivian Green all released in the past few days, which, I'm gonna listen to because I like I love Vivian Green. She's me too. From, she, she her lives voice in the is Philly insane. area and her voice is great. Um, so maybe next episode. But yeah, which things that came out a little bit earlier, um, like I said, EBA, Sabrina, Claudio, um, Kalayla. Kalayla kind of just dropped, right? Yeah, she did. A lot of them just dropped this week. Yeah, and then Fergie and Demi Lovato have been out for like a couple weeks, um, or at least a week. But yeah, let's get into, okay, let's start with um, your fave. I think it's your fave. Two sisters, Cuba. Right, they're Cuban, right? Um, yeah, French Cuban. Oh, I didn't know yeah. the French part. That's pretty, that's pretty interesting. Um, also in the Lemonade video. <laughs> yes, they are in the <laughs> Lemonade video. Um, so we have, uh, not their debut album, but the second, uh, album, Ash, from Sisters Twins, Lisa and Naomi. Um, and this one is definitely a more upbeat, um, you know, very girl powery album, I, I would say. And it's, you know, has definitely a different tone than their first one. Um, their self-titled album did Um, and they said that was because you know the first album they were working through a lot of pain Uh, their sister had just died Uh, their older sister had just died so they were you know a lot of the songs were coming out of that and coming out of dealing with the death of their father and all of that and I think on this album they're definitely in a different space and you can hear it Um, and I like the album overall. I mean, I think some songs like um, some songs are a bit 
at first I didn't love them like uh, the one they have actually they did um you know like a Beyonce fear not fearless flawless moment where they have um, on no man is big enough for my arms they have part of Michelle Obama's speech where she's talking about you know don't let anyone didn't speech for girls essentially talking about don't let anyone dim your light and you know take up space all of that so that song was my least favorite not my least favorite but I didn't love it but now I think I like it I think it's it's cute um and then we have some basically the middle of the album to me is where it just gets amazing um they have Vale which is a song dedicated to their niece um and essentially it's like you know this song is a hug for her uh and it's kind of reminding her that no matter what her mom's you know up in the sky looking after her and there's so many people that love her in this world and it's it feels like a hug um and lisa who does the lead vocals um really did a bang up job on this song to me and then i also love waves and then transmissions that's um michael lyon all right really good did you get a chance to listen to the album i started it and i've been going through some things myself and for some reason this album i found a bit triggering only because i found the like not in a bad way i think if i'm in a different place space mentally Mm -hmm. i'm going to be able to receive the album in a much better way right now just find it a bit too visceral for me um but that's not a bad thing i just think i'm personally not able to receive it at the moment because i'm going through things Mm -hmm. but i think that's what music should do right so yeah yeah um, agreed yeah but i think i objectively i I think it sounded good but i think for some reason it was like a bit too haunting for me at the moment yeah i mean their music i will yeah transmission um slash michael lyon is Probably reminds me the most of their first album um, and, you know, has that haunting feel to it as, you know, a lot of the songs on the first album had. So Right. And I think and I remember loving the first album, but I was in Austin, a different space. So music right. is transcendent for me and it's pretty fluid. So <laughs> um, makes sense. I mean, hello. But OK, so Sabrina Claudio, I don't know where this chick came from, but I really love this album. Like, I don't oh, know much about so her. Oh, it's so good. I was excited. I um, thought she, like, snapped on this. I don't know who this bitch is, but I like so it. So <laughs> I I heard about her because she, she just had an EP out, um, which I will get the name of. But her previous EP, Confidently Lost, was, like, she dropped that, like, at the, be- you know, in over the summer. So I was surprised I to see her name it. pop I think you up. Saw, you, you mentioned her in one of the episodes. Yeah, I'm sure I've you. talked about it um, yeah. because it was fantastic. And for her to have, you know, to be the type of music she does and to be so young is still amazing oh, to me. Shannon, that's why I dismissed it. For some reason, when he mentioned her last, I thought she was the same chick that Alicia chick who has the oh, song about being in a no, party. no, no. And yeah. I was like, okay, another pop thing. <laughs> so I think that's why I dismissed her. But And that's why I was actually shocked when I heard this album. Because I was like, Yeah, hey, no, it's like, a isn't chick. it? Right. It's <laughs> crazy. She's like 20 if she's that, if she's 20 already, you know? Um, and so, yeah, when I saw that this, she had an, an album out, I was like, wait, you just released an EP. Um, but her... Good. 
yeah her debut album is called about time and it is fantastic like the production it's so well done it's flawless like i i'm just so impressed by it i keep listening to it i go back to it um yeah for me i love like even just i like a gripping I like, you know, I, I just said I didn't like Evie because it was too visceral, but this one was a little bit different. Maybe the production, maybe the layering. I don't know what it was, but mm-hmm. it found it sounded more whole. There we go. It wasn't as disconcerting, which I think EBA, they're more, they take artistic licenses purposely. Mm-hmm. Um, this one felt more, you know, produced, I guess, not in a bad way, but in an excellent way. Like, so the intro was like, her talking, the layering of her just spoken word was awesome. I loved Unravel Me because it gave me oh, so FKA good. Twigs. Yes. Like did. two weeks. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought the harmonies of Wanna Know were excellent. And I thought I've been into a lot of Afro beats lately. So Used To was, was it like, it's the only sort of upbeat song on the album, but or maybe one of two. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I liked it. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, I I agree. I loved all those songs. Um, I also really liked Frozen, which is surprising to me because I usually don't. I don't really. Usually, I don't connect with like you know the slower, sweeter songs about you know love and you know being in Frozen in time. Your heart is the ice one you love. And it frozen, is a little that's bit why I connected. Uh, probably, but you know she. She goes into this, she has really breathy vocals on this song, and I'm a sucker for that over, like, you know, a slower beat. Um, So that song is, like, amazing to me. And, you know, if there isn't ever a day when my cold cold heart warms over, then this will probably be my go-to for my love. (laughs) Oh, beautiful. So we support Sabrina Claudio. We thought the album was fantastic check it out we have a few honorable mentions and they're in the honorable mention section because we couldn't figure out if we love them or not so (laughs) Um, (laughs) but they came out so we had to mention it and we listened so i'll start first with demi lovato i decided you know i first of all i've appreciated demi lovato's spirit ever since shannon forced me to watch the molly cyrus versus demi lovato and selena gomez feuds (laughs) back in college when they would just sort of shade each other on YouTube. And I was like, who are these chicks? That was the best. I was, I, you know, I, I didn't understand it. So I, I, you know, I was in college, so I didn't know who Molly Cyrus was, or what this TV show was, or what Demi Lovato was. But I remember thinking Demi Lovato was so composed and so goth and so... I liked her. She just seemed interesting to me. <laughs> um, so I've always kind of liked her from that. And I didn't really know she could really sing until she, at some award shows, she, yeah, she did, did a, a tribute, tribute. And I was like, yes. oh, shit, she can sing. Um, so, you know, I was like, okay, I know she can sing now. Let me check out this album. And someone on Twitter who's like sort of, I think his name is Ira, this black guy, but he has like a hundred thousands of followers. Um, but he tweeted. Wait, say that so again. Someone on Twitter. Someone on Twitter. Some Twitter influencer <laughs> whose name I can't recall. Anyway, he said something that got a bunch of likes, so it came up on my timeline, but it said something like, oh, by the way, in case you didn't realize, Demi Lovato dropped a fire R&B album. And, you know, I, I trust this, I tend to trust this guy's 
you know, Musical suggestions. Taste. So mm-hmm. I listened to it, expecting a fire R&B album. And what I got was a pretty decent pop album that tr- had some Leans R- R&B. That maybe if you squint, leans R&B. <laughs> what I was expecting was... Um, Pink's first album, which I think was Don't Take Me Home. Yeah. um, Which, in my opinion, was Pink's best album. (laughs) I like Misunderstood, too, but I love initial R&B Blackpink. Yeah, I mean, and I know she wasn't doing music that made her heart sing, but it made mine, so. No, and I know she hated that album as an artist, but whatever. To me, it was an excellent Thanks, L.A. Reid. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I love that album. So I was expecting, okay, maybe it's like a white, like, you know, another pink first R&B album. But it wasn't. It's okay. There were some, there were some cute songs on it, but it's, it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry Not Sorry, as I said, I think before, reminds me of Fergie. And I listened to the Fergie album. I don't know if Shannon listened to that at all, did you? I did not. Okay. Well, I love the Duchess. I think she's fabulous. I... Do you do you remember that show? I like show? the idea of her. Well, do you remember the ABC Family when it was called? Um, Fergie used to be on a show on ABC Family with three girls. She was part of a girl group. So I've always liked Fergie since like young childhood. Because oh, okay. before she was even part of... Black Eyed Peas, I remember her from, it was pretty much another S Club 7, essentially. Um, so I just appreciate Fergie. I love her energy. I think she has a good, you know, when she fake raps, it's a good flow. Uh, I like it. So Double Duchess is the name of her album. Um, the first, it starts off with the Rick Ross, you know, intro. It kind of gives you Dow House from... Uh, uh, was it Danity Kane a little bit? Mm-hmm. Um, I think again, Fergie has when she does her little rap sing has a better flow than Beyonce. Um, but then it gets weird at some point. I'm thinking like the first song was maybe the, the theme or the the essence for the entire album. Then she starts trying out like jazz or it's a it's a confused album in my opinion. There's like pop, there's hip hop, then there's funk and some sort of version of jazz R&B so sounds like a no for me dog it sounds confused but there are some gems on it so as a Fergie fan I'll take it any other things an honorable mention um yeah so uh I was you know waiting for Kalela's so I've been uh, debut album forever as someone and who's been to several Kalela concerts forever. And how'd you feel? Yeah. You know, you know I, it's, um, you know, it's, it was under, it was underwhelming. It was. And, and the album's that was, called Take Me Apart, by the way. And yeah. And it was unfortunate because, you know, I, like cut for you i like so many songs on that ep uh so you know to have a studio album now and to just Kalela. feel underwhelmed by it and i think i don't know if like some of the i think some of the production was a little confusing to me on some of the songs 
Um, I don't know who to blame because I, I feel like she's. Still I don't know either. Me her energy, like Kalayla, how when I first saw her, mm-hmm. she reminded me. Well, this is actually I saw her before. This is back when those two white brothers, I and Ink, were popular. She opened for them in Philly somewhere. So I think this is before FKA Twigs came out. But if I had to compare okay. her to someone, she gives it me would be... FKA mixed with Janae Aiko. Like mm-hmm. that's the energy Kalayla is. Um, so I feel like her energy was still the same. So maybe it's a production thing. Maybe her producer. I I think deliver. so because I, I. That's what I. I feel like certain sounds just weren't gelling for me or made it hard to listen to. Um, made it hard or, to love it or want to yeah, listen to it. Yeah, exactly. Like I felt bored. Yes, that is it. Like I was like, mm, this is fine enough, but like. Do I want to listen to it, it again? No. Like, it felt like the indie version of elevator music. Yeah. Like, I would or just, the, if I had a party Alton or a, a gathering. B version. Yeah. I would just play it in the background. Like, this is good enough. But yeah. But I would never fawn over it, you know? No. Um, and it's a shame because, you know, I think... Yeah, I, I was so excited and like was so ready for this to be, you know, a thing. Which it's still, on a, from a marketing perspective, though, I still see it could be a thing because you know, she has a fantastic look, um, and she's you know helming this alt R and B thing. Um, you know, and she's so, not you know, exactly like SZA got huge, but she's not. She's not a scissor, so you you know it's variety. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I still I'm, I'm still gonna support Kalayla. Yeah, but you know if I'm thinking about the album, I can't really. I mean, maybe enough is can, but I can't think of a song that would really you know be like the breakout song on this album. She should have just re-released the EP, and that's it. Just kidding. Not kidding. I mean, that's also not a bad strategy for, because coming to, um, so our last honorable mention is J.P. Cooper, who I have been following for a long time now, um, and this is his first, um, yeah, he recently got signed, and so this is his first, this is his debut album, his first studio album, and it's called Raised Under Gray Skies. Um and he you know he's this kid he's been making i feel like i've been following him for like six years now um and you know he's might be problematic to a lot of you because he's a white british kid with uh dreads um i have never heard of him looking at his pictures i'm like he could be a (laughs) light-skinned black man (laughs) but his i love the tone of his voice um and he's fantastic live and you know when I've seen him live it's just been him and like his guitar um and you know he does very well at like you know poetry shows which is usually (laughs) which is how I know of J.P. Cooper um and what I do like about this album is I was listening to it and I was like some of these songs sound so familiar and then I was like oh yeah these are you know he has like handful of songs that he's had out for a long time and then just like you know now did the studio versions of it and put it on the album and you know i appreciate it because it feels familiar so it's like a treat to the old fans and you know it's new to the new ones um and 
I mean, to me, the only reason is still probably the best song he's done um, and will be played nightly for, you know, any future offspring that I may have. Oh, yeah. I have to get into him. I love a good tone. So you sold me with that. Yeah. um, You should check out his Mahogany Sessions videos. Of course, it's called Mahogany Sessions. Well, you know, you don't, you know, mahogany sessions on YouTube where they have like, you know, the hosers or the Jacob Banks or the JB Coopers do like acoustic versions of their songs. Um, there's that guy who did the song. I don't know the Tel Aviv song. Is it called Tel Aviv? No, uh, I forgot. But they just have so many people, and they're like, you know, in a field somewhere or in an abandoned building somewhere, singing um, acapella versions of their songs. I mean, it sounds like a good time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look them yeah, up. Yeah, Mahogany like Sessions is like a fantastic playlist. Yeah, I, I totally dig him. So I'm so I was so excited to see that he has his album out. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to that next. I didn't know about that one. You surprised mm-hmm. me with that one. I try. Always like oh, she's always shocking, guys. Um, okay, I mean, so- you gotta keep him on your toes. Um, we're going to end our episode with our playlist ad, which is on Spotify. Yeah. So I'm going to, as I mentioned, I like, yes, this, I like oh. the, uh, Sabrina Claudio. One of the, my favorites was used to because it had an Afrobeat vibe and I've been just, you know, just loving the sounds of sounds of blackness from Africa lately. Um, so I'm going to add DeVito's if. It's just so light and so fun, and the vocals are, in my opinion, amazing, despite being kind of like a good club song. So it's just, you know, your, your shoulders are going to jig, regardless if you listen to that song. 100%. I love yeah. him. He he makes uh, he makes good music, fun music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am going to add Shmino, uh, Glass Flows, featuring Raven Elise. And I don't know. This song just feels feels good. It's like it's easy to listen to in like the best way possible. Like this is a song I you know would put on a playlist with friends over, and we're just like chilling and you know I'm trying to impress people with some shit that they probably haven't heard yet. I know that's right. <laughs> you know, got a stunt every now and then. Got to flex on them every now and then. Show them who you really are. I mean, hello. Well, all right, guys. Um, thanks for listening to us. Thanks to Talented Tenth TV for hosting yes. us. Um, if Always. you want to reach us, we are twoeyesjohns at gmail.com. You can reach us at twoeyesjohns on Twitter, twoeyesjohns on Instagram, and twoeyesjohns podcast on Facebook. And yeah. this particular podcast you'll find under Talented Tenth TV SoundCloud called playback Robin, come say hi alright we'll chat soon okay <laughs> bye later